there's so many things wrong with the process of building to be Dark Angels, because you build to be Dark Angels and you lose everything else. And welcome to episode 36 of Star Check. This episode is titled Inner Circling the Drain because guess what we're doing? Um, hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, is that, that one too much for you, Anthony? This was it's where just, we went too far. It is, I mean, Nathan made me just depressed before we got on, <laughs> and it just hasn't gone away, and that didn't help. Uh, <laughs> If you can't tell, this episode is going to be a great send-off for the preview of probably 10th edition that's going to happen in a day, probably. Yeah, it's, uh, the stats are fun this week, boys. That's all I really got to say. Um, we'll, we'll get to that, though, when we get to it. Um, otherwise, mm -hmm. hello, everybody. Welcome to Stat Check. This is our weekly show where we talk about all things 40k that interest us in any vague kind of way and pretty much just skip over anything that doesn't because if it doesn't interest us, it's probably not important or it's related to like Dark Angels, um, <laughs> in which case it's definitely not important. Uh, Dark Angels players, if they can read. I am joined, as always, by Anthony and Nathan. Uh, Jeremy is taking a well-deserved week off. Typhus is just back from a tournament, so sleeping probably. Um, and X and one with Cliff and Tim is on Thursday, so they're not here either. So you've just got the regular guys. We are prepping for some events in our case. Nathan, I believe you're doing Adepticon teams this week. Yep. Uh, I am doing the Manchester Super Major. Anthony is doing all his dust. So we have got a bunch wow. of tournaments coming up. Hmm? I was about to be like, I'm not doing anything. And then I remember. <laughs> I'm glad I remembered. Otherwise, you might have had a really weird Friday. <laughs> nah, I don't remember that later, but... So Somebody definitely that, would have reminded Anthony. Don't worry about yes. it. Somebody would have reminded Anthony. Probably. Probably probably Nick on Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> where are you? You've been paired. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm in New York, bro. Um, so, yeah, we will be doing the usual. We're going to talk through our last week or so in 40K. Then we're going to go through the stats. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the meta. We'll take a short break, answer any Super Chat questions. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll be taking questions from the Discord and questions from the chat if we have time. We're running for about an hour and a half to two hours here. Depends how long how well we get into things. But let's start off with easy bits. Nathan, how has your week been? My week was great. Um, I'm painting Lord Solar right now for the team's event. So I'm marbleizing some armor and stuff like that. So he'll be ready for the whole army to be painted. Otherwise, I played a great game against my first round opponent for the stat check Discord TTS major that we're running, uh, where the guard played into Chaos Knights. And the Chaos Knights all died within three turns, basically. But my opponent was amazing. Uh, it was just probably a rough first game for him as Chaos Knights is to go into a gun line that basically just picks up every armature known to man if it gets a line on it. Otherwise, it's a good week. How about you, Anthony? How was your week? Uh, my week was pretty good. I went to the... Um... Tables and Towers event, the great game. Um, I played World Leaders for a day, uh, and then I dropped the second day and came home, because as I was on my way down there, I was like, wow, this drive is way longer than I remember it being. 
And then on Saturday, I realized when we woke up at 7 that the event didn't start till 10. And it was going to be like that for both days. And then it was a six-round event. And then I had work on Monday morning at 6 a.m. And I was like, the math is not is not math and good for me having a non-awful Monday. So uh, I had a pretty good time over at the event, but not a burn a day of PTO that I would normally use to go to Europe. Good time. And so I dropped the second day. Um, yeah, uh, it was uh, Wallace's first time running an event at a tables and towers, um, but he did a really good job and he has a lot of feedback that he's taking on to make it even better for the next one. So like a big sick giant swamp that he can show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, just stuff, stuff in that vein. Um, so it's, it's in a weird location now though, right? Cause like, I don't really want to do four and a half hour drives to get to events. So like, it's close enough to where it's trolling to fly, but it's just a bit too far to drive. So now I have to like figure yeah, out. Yeah, without like going on the but... Friday night and hoteling and stuff like that, right? Which you just well, that's what I did. Oh yeah. But Christ. yeah, that's what I did. I left on the Friday night, but I was still like, oh, this is a really long drive. Um, so yeah. That was, uh, that was, I had a good time. Uh, Alex McDougall shot me a funny message on the end of the Saturday, like when my third round ended, and was like, hey, buddy, you want to let him fucking breathe for a second? Because I was playing World Eaters, and my first matchup was Mono Zinch, and then my second matchup was a guy with three Bloodthirsters, and my last matchup was a Votan match where I went first and killed eight Hearth Guard turn one. My opponents okay. did not have super good scores after the end of those. Um, so that was pretty funny. But yeah. Uh, probably had a good time playing some world leaders, doing some stuff. My world leaders look fucking dope. Jim's doing a great job on those. People get to nice. see them. What basing scheme did you end up going with? Uh, it is... Oh, the basing scheme was Mars Dust, because I ended up going black and brass with the army. Mm. So... That makes yeah. sense. There's, like, admech body parts on the bases and stuff. It's pretty cool. Poor TJ, man. <laughs> Driving that nail in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. <clears throat> some days, Some days you die. <laughs> entirely fair as for myself i went to a little gt this weekend run by um one of my team's scotland teammates matty which was super cool it was uh like an hour and a half away so i crashed at my house we went for dinner and drank and all the usual things nice. um got sloppy drunk and spilled a picture of not my booze over somebody which is never where you quite want to be uh, <laughs> oops uh introduced some new people to the ice game which is always uh as always a, a oh, fun escapade ruined some people's evenings uh ruined my own evening um managed to gaslight somebody it was great um you know all the oh, standard yeah. tournament night is out um and won the <laughs> tournament with dark angels which was far less interesting than all of the other things that happened um, i am i i played eight tournament games with dark angels i am convinced there is nothing more to learn about the army and i dropped them for manchester because <laughs> i was like i i I ain't doing this to myself for another five to seven games. Have you considered um, the new indirect element, though, and how much you could learn from playing that? I just put that on my Iron Hands list. Uh, All right. Reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah, I'm running 10 in my Iron Hands list. Um, uh -huh. Only 10? That's starting to sound like not enough. It's just because yeah, he doesn't have more. Well, it's not just because I don't have more. It's because Iron Hands can actually run other guns that are good and Dark Angels can't. Uh Whatever you want to tell yourself, not, buddy. Shut up. Don't do not do this to me. Uh, we're saying aside from multi-meltas and talent masters? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I like. Yeah, exactly. I happen to quite like the Vulcan, and I like the drop pod. And you I can like keep the, those uh, things and still run 30 desolators. You can, but it gets, starts getting real sketch if you want, like, infiltrators <laughs> as well. Uh, 
Who needs infiltrators if your opponent has nothing left to infiltrate? Yeah, I feel like we're probably going to do what we're going to do just for Jeremy is we're going to have a Desolation Marine segment later that we can clip out. Um, so we'll <laughs> we leave definitely... that chat for a little bit. That is so definitely actually something we should talk about because the opinion of the competitive scene has definitely yep. changed from these are we're, fine to why am I later. not taking like 15 to 30 We're going to do the Desolation Marines conversation when we get to the meta commentary bit because it'll be a nice easy oh. clip moment that we can use to bait people into paying attention to us more. Um, <laughs> nice. Got them. Five five secrets about these nerf Marines. That you, uh, that you the only other thing I didn't speak was I wrote a really cool article. Uh, which you can check on the oh, StatTech yeah. website, um, which is about getting better in 40k. If you want to hear more about that, you can check out stat-check.com and go into our article section. Uh, it's called Getting Better at 40k or something like that. Uh, but also, the XM1 show with Cliff and Tim will be having me on as a guest this week, and we're going to be talking even more about getting better at 40k. So check and keep an eye out for that. Take a look. 5,000 people read that article, which is mm. bonkers to me. Um, I didn't think 5,000 people would care about anything I'd ever done in my life. So it's always nice. Um, so yeah, with that, let's move sharply on to the meta segment. Talk so to me about you... how bad the game is right now. Because Reddit and all the other people have been like, isn't the Orcs meta, isn't the Orcs meta great? Isn't the Orcs meta? It's not great, guys. It's, it's really bad. Um, the Orcs meta... There's like... There's two ways to look at the Orcs meta. So... There's a lot of factions right now that are between that 55 to 45 range. Like the vast majority of it is between is in that range at the moment. But there's like five factions that are kind of just completely killing out in the meta right now. And they're kind of dominating all of the event wins and they're dominating an overrep and they're dominating in win rate. So we have just a few contenders for S tier factions at the moment. And then everybody else is kind of in the middle. So they can win if you dodge those matchups, but you're not going to necessarily be able to dodge those matchups forever. But this weekend, there were 17 events. Um, and so bear that in mind as I talk about some of the statistics for event wins and some other stuff that I'm going to talk about in just a second. Top five for performing factions, ignoring Imperial Fist, because there's just one guy who won three games and lost two. Uh, Dark Angels had 46 players or a 6.5% win uh, meta representation. So they keep going up, you know, we're more than most mono book factions at this point. They had a 66.7% win rate. Uh, they won five events out of 17. So they won almost a third of the events by themselves. They had 12 top four finishes and 22 top 10 finishes for a total of an overrep ratio of 2.7. We're starting to talk like a little bit close to like sustained harlequin numbers not quite the same win rate that we saw with the void weaver spam but we're definitely starting to see just like a maintained over rep ratio for dark angels kind of in the two to 2.5 to three range at this point um in second place for the weekend although i think it's more of an aberration and less of a, a real thing is sisters of battle who had a 56.1 percent win rate they only had one top four and four top tens for a 0.8 over rep so even Which though they have 56% next week. because uh, it re-unsorted something. Sorry, guys. Actually, in second place is Iron Hands. <laughs> with Back a where they belong. Almost with, really good. Yeah, at a 59% win rate with a 4.5% meta representation. 
one event win, six top fours, and 12 top tens for an overrep of 1.94. I see that Anthony has his class raised at the back of the class. What's the win rate for District Chester chapters? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I mean, we can talk about the summation of it. Let's pull it up. Uh, Iron Hands win rates for all arcs for Born Heroes. Master, uh, Master, we'll, we'll do Master Artisans in Whirlwind of Rage is 68%. Um which is 167 games. So that's actually a fairly large sample size at this point. It's about 20% of the games played by Iron Hands players on a whole. So we do have a faction with a 68% win rate just kind of chilling out in the background. Nobody knows. No. no, we don't. That's Iron Hands is the Iron Hands is the faction. Ignore. Like that's an that's an outlier, man. Just discard that. Ignore it. They don't need to. Sure. I'll ignore it. Uh, in third place, we have Black Templars, who I've seen making some more waves online as of late. They've got a 1.8% meta representation. They had a 57% win rate over the weekend, two top fours and four top tens, and a 1.6 overrep, which is partially just because there weren't very many of them. Players. There were 13 Iron Hands or Black Templars players over the weekend, rather. But I have started to see some excitement online, which maybe we can talk about a little bit later in the meta. And you get a lot of free melta if you run a bunch of the vehicles, which is kind of okay. And Hellbrecht is a kind of messed up data sheet. Hellbrecht uh, is fucked. Criminally undercosted is what I would use. Yeah, um, it turns turns out damage three is a good character to have on a pretty good marine body that's pretty fast for what he is. Well, especially mm -hmm. when he jumps out of an impulsor on that giant ass base, giving your entire army plus one strength. That guy fucks. <laughs> And then, like, lots of um, impulsors with free melted guns. Molly Wallace is pretty good, as it turns out. Yeah. Melted spam may be good. Just maybe. Just maybe. Don't know where you get that idea from. Never. Uh, Leagues of Otan are in fourth place. They had a 2.7% meta representation, a 56.4% win rate. They won an event, which I'm sure a lot of Leagues of Otan players are excited about. There were two top fours, four top tens, and a 1.09. Over it, which means they're basically perfectly balanced. Congratulations, yeah, I think both are basically players. fine now. Like, yeah. they have some good matchups and some bad matchups. They're kind of polarizing their good matchups and kind of polarizing their bad matchups. They're just a little weird now. Yeah. And then to make our X and one team very happy, world eaters are in fifth place, 5% meta representation, 56.1% win rate, one event win, seven top fours, 11 top tens, and a two for over rep, which means. Maybe we need to think about what's going on with world leaders, but not at the moment when we have a faction that's kind of at Harlequin-esque numbers. Well, I think or... it's Anthony's fault for not finishing out that GT and getting another win in there to get them nerfed. It's true. If Anthony had just won that event, they could have been... He's just sandbagging, you know, bro. It's true. Sandbagging to make them think Angron is playable. Uh, yeah, funny... Angron played higher than me at that event, dude. We went to the same event. Angron finished higher. I don't know what to tell you. That's clearly nerf Angron, though. I'm playing Angron in the TTS league we're doing. Maybe Angron's just better. I bet you're even doing it voluntarily. <clears throat> yes, that's true. <laughs> and then despite the keening of Necron players all over the internet about how Necrons are terrible, Necrons actually did okay over the weekend. There were 22 of them, 3.1% of the meta, a 55.7% win rate, one event win, two top fours, nine top tens for a 0.94, so basically just right where they're supposed to be for balance purposes. I know Necrons aren't like in a great place, but it does seem like, at least in small sample sizes, and based on some of the Necron play that I've seen in our TTS League, um, Necrons still can play, specifically if you're one of the better players out there, but they definitely have play. 
Yeah, Necros are again, they're kind of fine, and fine doesn't draw tournament players to really do well with them. So there are a few diehard people that are still putting in results. The average tournament player is was never winning with them before, and the people who were playing them because they were broken aren't playing them anymore. It's the same thing that happens to most factions when they were really strong and now are just okay. It's the people who are playing them because they were really strong are now playing Dark Angels. Then we have two factions where the win rate is kind of not the best statistic for sorting. You have Chaos Demons and then Astra Militarum. Chaos Demons had 44 players, a 6.2% meta representation, a 54% win rate, but they won four events, so just one event behind Dark Angels. They top four in eight, and they had 18 top tens, and they had a 1.89 over rip, which means Demons probably need a look, but we'll figure out what that means. I think there was a Gunhammer article that went through the secondaries at the moment, and Reality Rebels is just like casually scoring 13 points every game or something stupid like that. That secondary might just need a little look. Um, yep. And yep. then on another note from that Gunhammer article with another faction with really good secondaries is Astra Militarum, who had a 7.9% meta representation, a 54.4% win rate, two event wins, five top fours, and 15 top tens. So Guard are now starting to win events. Uh, with a 0.93 over rep, which tells me that the, the faction, come on, the faction that's actually perhaps just okay. Who knows? Maybe that. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Nathan, I like how are they, do, how are they doing in your Crusade League right now? I haven't played a Crusade League in like a couple of weeks, to be honest. But I did definitely take that Chaos Knights player and just erase him from the table. So there was that. I'm not Armies saying that great. should never be good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but in the same Goonhammer article, they talked about how inflexible command is like averaging a 12 or something like that, I think, per game. I don't know how you don't max inflexible command. As a but I player, also, but... I don't know how you don't, because I think every single practice game I've played with that faction, I've maxed inflexible command. It's very no, like easy to max. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to do anything to max it. You don't need to kill anything. You don't need to do really anything. You can sit in your deployment zone and not move your models and score 15 with it. Just saying. It's a very good secondary that probably just needs... People are out there fumbling the back, and we're not sure how. And they also have a reasonable secondary in Boots on the Ground, where if you have enough infantry, you can score similar to Reality Rebels, essentially. Where if you just have an infantry unit in each quarter, you score a point. Per quarter. Yes, per quarter. And an extra point if you have a banner in the middle. Just just make sure the mortars in your backfield are definitely just getting you two on that turn. So, like, yes. the floor is eight. <laughs> yes, the floor is eight. It's basically like taking another banners, yep. where your floor is pretty low, or your floor is pretty high, so you don't have to worry too much about it, but it can also spike to a 15 if you try. Worst case scenario, if I'm doing nothing else, I'm going to score eight on this. Ooh, what a yep. terrible secondary. It... It is just awful. At the bottom, we have Drukari, who just barely make the cut for me wanting to even consider their numbers. There were 11 Drukari players with a 33.3% win rate. Um, no top fours, no top tens, and so a zero for overrep. I am. That is just so depressing. I'm so happy. So happy right now. And then next we have Death Guard. Timeline. Who had a 2.1% meta representation, 15 players, a 37.3% win rate. But they did get two top fours and two top tens, and so managed to snag a 1.38 over rep, which means they're fine. You're really more concerned about anything that's over like a 
a two is starting to get egregious, and anything over a two is that's kind of a thirty-seven percent win rate. You're not calling them in any way egregious. <laughs> no, I, that's what I was trying to say when I was just talking about the over rep ratio itself. It's like one to one point five is fine. Um, Harlequins had less than ten players, so I'm not even going to consider them a faction this week. Grey Knights had twenty-one players <laughs> uh, and a thirty-eight point eight percent win rate. Uh, again, no top fours, no top tens, so a zero for overwrap. Or they had three top tens, but still a zero for overwrap because it's top fours. And then rounding out the bottom is Chaos Space Marines, 4.8% of the meta. A 39.2% oh, win rate. One top four, six top tens for a 0.3 overwrap ratio. Are there any Chaos Space Marines sub-factions that are doing better than the Agria? Because there's a lot of Chaos Space Marines in there. Let's they're take a there. Let's I know they're all bad, but is one of them doing nicely? Like, if there, we could always be like, guys, go and play that one. Black Legion's probably limping into a fucking reasonable, a vaguely reasonable win rate off the Abaddon gimmick. I would comfortably expect to X into with an Abaddon gimmick list. Black Legion is currently at a 45% win rate for all of our Healthy ish. Healthy ish are probably being pushed down by the bonkers meta we're living in at the moment. Emperor's Children are at a 40 Word bearers are also at a 45. Creations of Bile are at a 46. And then Red Corsairs are a 47. There is one, one build with 28 games played of it and six players who play it, which is Word Bearers and Chaos Demons, which has a 63. Word bearers. Hey guys, go play Word Bearers and Chaos Demons. I think that's all you've got right now. Word bearers chapter tactic is chapter master in melee across your entire army in the first round of combat and a five up against mortals and that army still sucks. Thanks, yep. Game Workshop. Basically, the higher win rate factions for Chaos Space Marines are either you've tapped on Chaos Demons or you've kept on Chaos Knights with worthy offerings. Those are the two versions of Chaos Space Marines that appear to be doing okay in the data across arcs. Did anybody play Cogs this weekend? Cogs. Let's take Cogs a look. And see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll see. Let me take a look and see if it's in here. No. I think that's just because release was on the 18th, which was Saturday. That is probably fair. But also heartbreaking. <laughs> I know. I, I I'm actually very tempted to switch out my list just right now for it, just to play uh, it for one round. I am committing for a vibe check. Until I get a silver level pop-off game, I am sticking with what I'm playing. But once I'm done, I'm switching to COGS. So Okay. That's good to know. So we should all be really excited to watch COGS massacre folks in the TTS vibe check league just for funsies. It's gonna be other, than, other than that, we still got orcs doing well as, as well. I mean, they've got a 44.3% win rate over the weekend, but I think... Really well, just... by the way. There's there are like four fine. orc players and orc players... And those are different things. Yes, and they had two top fours and five top tens. And then we have Space Wolves, or Melta Rats, as a lot of people like to call them, who had 20 players over the weekend, a 46% win rate, but one event win, two top fours, and seven top tens. Because eventually, if you spam just enough Melta, you will win games. What's the sub-faction win rate for Space Wolves? Oh, let's see if I can do this again. Do, 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 do. There it is. Uh, it's split basically even in between Born Heroes, Whirlwind of Rage, and just Space Wolves, but Born Heroes, Whirlwind of Rage has a 55% win rate. There are like three or four players who are playing Master Artisans, Whirlwind of Rage, or Hungry for Battle, Whirlwind of Rage, who have like a 70% win rate, which is probably just an aberration caused by low sample size. size. You're talking about 18 and 27 games played, but... 
again, successors are propping it up probably. 246 games played with Born Heroes, Whirlwind of Rage with a 55% win rate. Yeah. Play successors, kids. And Thousand Sons also managed to take home an event this weekend. Good for them. Have a, with demons, right? Um, I don't know that it's... It might be with a patrol of demons for yeah. that event win. It's not recorded here because those patrols are just kind of folded in for Ark's detachments at this point. Yeah, I know. No, I'm pretty sure it was with Siege Demons. Yep. But they picked up a 51.8% win rate for the weekend. But I guess what you're really seeing is that all, most of the power armor factions, aside from World Eaters for Chaos, all just need something stapled onto them in order to perform even remotely, function like in a, in a way that's competitive. Otherwise... Yep. For the total of arcs so far, just to talk about this, and it's kind of something I mentioned a little bit, you essentially have five factions who are at the very top, and then you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten factions that are in kind of the world of needing some love. So you have about 15 factions kind of in the middle that are doing okay. The five factions that are doing super great are Gene Steeler Colt, Dark Angels, Iron Hands, Chaos Demons, and World Eaters. And then at the other end of it, you have Tyranids, Adeptus Mechanicus, Chaos Space Marines, uh, Bevy of Space Marine chapters, including Ultramarines, Crimson Fists, White Scars, Death Watch, Raven Guarded, Imperial Fists, and a Thousand Suns. I like that it was just all of CSM, some Space Marine chapters that no one played. Yeah. The Space Marine chapters that are bad and the Space Marine chapters that are good exist completely separately because those supplements are fucked up or terrible and there's no in between it's incredible yep uh, it's nice that you're either a devastated ultram supplement or you're unplayable or your species <laughs> like there's nothing else <laughs> yeah i mean it's fine everything's fine guys it doesn't matter nothing nothing matters everything's fine i mean if we look at all of this for event wins even though i think event wins by itself is a weak statistic uh the faction with the most event wins of cross arcs so far is dark angels with 11 out of 72, which is like 16% of all GT wins for 25-plus player, 5-plus run events are Dark Angels. Chaos Demons are actually not that far behind at 9, but then you have Craftworld Eldar, Iron Hands, Astra Militarum, Orcs, and Gene Stealer Cult kind of in the 5-4 to four range, or 6-4 to four range. But you can win a GT with a lot of stuff right now if you have a good path. Doesn't mean it's a good map, but it does mean there, there are a lot of options for the second or third best thing in a tournament that can maybe get lucky. Yeah, as long as you're just worried about if faction variety and diversity is how many different colors of power armored space marines exist at the top, like the meta seems to be fine. Everything kind of goes around. Oh, is it bad that I'd. Vic Vijay writes, is it bad that I'd rather go to an FLG event than have to deal with the Manchester Super Major meta? What we're is get, the Manchester We're going to get to that in a little bit. Vic, that is problem, one of the discussion topics for today. Vic, okay. The problem with that is if we're this, like, we're just a little slower. Like, soon that will be the meta here. And then we'll have flown just to play on shit terrain at a questionably organized event to play in the same meta. So the other problem, of course, is that successor marine chapters were a mistake for everybody. Uh, Dark Angels don't have that problem because they're better run as Dark Angels, not as successors. But for every other Space Marine faction in existence, successors are basically better. Um, as long as you don't staple 40 rules to staying mainline, you're better off as hey, successors. Ultramarines are kind yes. of okay right now as pure. 
why would you do that? Sure. I guess maybe a couple Ultramarines players hey, can probably. And I reckon Fists are coming back because of the thing we're going to talk about later. So. Oh, please don't. <laughs> hey, they're really good in the Marine Mirror. So. Otherwise, the other thing that I'm starting to see that's just a problem is we're starting to really just condense. Everybody is playing specific factions now at this point, which I think is a larger problem. I mean, we can answer this question. Why do two-thirds of Iron Hands players still play base Iron Hands successors? Nobody knows. It's actually one of those, like, you know how there's, like, ancient aliens videos on, like, um, like the History Channel stuff? It's one of those histories, unsolved mysteries. Why do people play pure Iron Hands in the current meta? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff that might be a reason why you wouldn't anymore. But right now, you're just trolling. Or you just don't know. Uh, that That's like, it. That's the only justifiable excuse. One of the things I want to talk about real quickly as well is that Dark Angels are in the top, like, top ten for most represented factions. They're actually in the top five. They're, at, they're fifth for most represented factions. And they're a sub-faction of a larger book. <laughs> um... Like, they, there are more Dark Angels players than there are Chaos Space Marine players together in the meta. So, I think we're starting to see some problems. It's kind of terrible. But maybe if GW looks at sub-faction data instead of writing in their meta reports how everything's fine except for a couple pure factions, Dark maybe Angels we'll and get cults, some bro. Dark Angels and Cults, yeah. the only problem right now. Please, please so, yeah. not Dark Angels into the ground so I can just win everything with Iron Hands for three months. That'd be great. There's going to be a lot of green Iron Hands, is all I'm saying. A lot of um, Iron Angels, Iron Wings. A lot of Iron followed by a thing. Like all those Iron Blood Angels that you're seeing around as well. It's ironic. Um... <laughs> well, why don't we transition from depression into different depression so we can... Stop talking about how Arcs is kind of a terrible meta and talk about the meta itself. Should we talk about Manchester? Let's yeah. talk about Manchester first. Cool. So this is a super major in the UK this weekend. It's 256 players, standard seven round thing. Um, there are more Desolation Marines at this event than players, I think. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'd kind of hope that was true, just generally speaking. I wouldn't. It's a brand new kit. No, yeah, they just came out. What do you mean? <laughs> They're so cheap on eBay, though. You can buy a five-man yep. of Desolation Marines for, like, 30 Get on it. <laughs> yep. I, I got my two sets for 20 and 21 pound each with free shipping. Um, start moving now. Consider. If you don't start now, it's too late. So I'm going to go on Adam Lane's story, because Adam Lane did, this, did the numbers for me, because that means I can steal them and not have to worry about it. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to just generally complain. Um, yeah, that's fine. This is the single worst thing they've done in a hot minute um i was trying to stay quiet about this in hopes that they would just slide into the like yeah that's overcosted. don't bother bracket and it didn't and now we're fucked i played one game with them for the vibe check league with ultramarines as a joke and start submitting lists with them for events uh <laughs> he's he's not exaggerating vic said i cannot believe that every good player jumped onto them it's literally like do you expect this person to win manchester regardless of broken dumb shit unit yes desolation marines yeah so running through the numbers there are 55 space marine players at manchester out of 250 odd players which is fairly reasonable about 20 percent of the math then we have 23 guard players 17 custodes players and then demons eldar and Voltan at 13 necrons at 11 world eaters orcs and tau at 10 
and then your various smatterings: eight for CSM, seven for Death Guard, six for Admech, six for Chaos Knights, five Sisters, Green Knights, Harlequins, four Imperial Knights, four GSC, three Inari, three Turrets, and three Dark Elder, and a few people who are not declared as a bed. Of that Space Marines, it is two Death Watch, Raven Guard, and Black Templars each, three Salamanders, four Ultramarines, eight Blood Angels. Now we get into the ones that matter: ten Space Wolves, eleven Dark Angels, and thirteen Iron Hands. Is the meta for Manchester? Holy shit, this meta is awful. Um, now let's start talking about some of the lists that are being played. For example, Malik Amin Rubio, who you might recognize from winning an LGT, um, is playing and 30 Desolation Marines. Yeah, and a whole bunch of other stuff. 30 Desolation Marines in Azrael. Uh, Manny Chima uh, of winning everything. 20 Desolation also Marines and 20 Deathwing Terminators. Uh, myself and Brian are both running 10 in Iron Hands. Um, Alex Harrison is running 10 in Space Wolves. Uh, Mike Porter's running. I don't think Mike Porter's running any of his Dark Angels actually off the top of my head, but he might is have Mark, five. Or Mike 10. Porter's not playing Harlequins. No, Mike. Mike is Mike Porter <laughs> is playing Dark Angels. The meta specialist is Mike Porter. Oh, no. <laughs> so let's talk Desolation Marines because that's really what I'm getting at here. Why is the Desolation Marine a good unit as you understand it, Anthony? So, my understanding is that there was a handful of matchups that could be a little bit questionable, because sometimes people would hide behind walls and just score some points. They could slide out of the game with a reasonable score. A little bit of favoritism in the go-second bracket, and they can scoop some primary off you at the end. You might be able to, you know, banners you to the last into a victory. And now, what happens instead is you get shot in the fucking head for five turns by these weird nerf rocket launchers to the tune of, like, 20d3. No, my mistake. 18d3 and then 2d6. The 2d6 portion of which is no, no, higher. You get the, the d6 guy still gets the little oh, one as well. my bad. Yeah, it's still 20d3. 20d3 and plus then 2d6. 2D, plus 2d6. Not 2d6 portion being higher. Ballistic skill, two which is important. Ballistic skill 2 and plus 1 to hit, just in case you were... Plus 2 or 3. It ends up, it ends up being 2s yeah. and 4s for the, for the guys, respectively. 1s and 3s in Dark Angels, because they get plus 1 to everything still. And 1s and 3s for Space Wolves, because they use Keen Senses. Just lots of rerolls for Iron Hands. Yeah, but which you can obviously duplicate in other armies through the abundance of rerolls that they get. Yeah. The so, advantage Iron Hands get is they can move theirs, which is nice. There's a couple uh, of problems with this. One, the weapon is heavy. If you've played it all in the last couple weeks, you know about this thing called Codex Warfare. So that is a huge fucking problem. Number two is... That's not all they do! That's the yeah. number two. Number two... <laughs> Is that strapped to this cancer ass indirect is a dark lance. So if you poke your shiny little head out, like, all right, I can't get shot by that indirect again, you cop 18 dark lances to the face for your trouble. Now, made significantly worse by this is some changes that have been made throughout ninth edition to reduce the amount of buffs that things that shoot indirect can get, right? We've all been big fans of core. Remember how Hivecard got nerfed by five points? Yeah. Just randomly? <laughs> now. What'll happen instead is that there's a unit that has core in Space Marines. Now, I don't know if you know this about Space Marines, but there's a whole bunch of buffs that they can apply the second you have the core keyword. This unit is the worst design choice since unnerfed Votan. 
I was real fingers crossed that it was just going to slide into the gentle goodnight. And it, it is not the, the it UK refused. Um, we have never met a unit. We could not spam here and we love our iron hands. So it was like natural fit. Boy, do you guys love your indirect. <laughs> now, so let's be not wrong. This unit is expensive. There was a world where it didn't quite come together. I don't think we live in that world. Um, probably where if they got like another five points tacked on to him, you probably wouldn't take as many. I think it's more likely like, they go down in points because GW just printed them before. Uh, From what I understand, this unit was printed as is before the indirect nerf was expected. So yeah, they might so. have just been like, you know, the indirect nerfs come, they're going to be, we'll just give, we'll just drop them down like a couple points model, we'll make the Vanguard launcher free. I could see I, them go down to like 150 in an update. I think they could go up 10 points per model and you'd still consider them. I think you'd like, still run, I think you'd run 5 to 10. I don't know if you're going up to the 20 and 30 at that point, because at that point you're like, this unit is 185 points, it is not cheap. Um, 30 yeah. of them is 1,050 points. You have to play the game with the rest of your stuff. Um, but then you just play the game with the rest of your stuff because that thousand yeah. points just table fucks it's you, right? Too cheap, too cheap as well, yeah. Because yeah. it's Dark Angels or Iron Hands right now. Um, yeah, as Vic says, it's also funny to get rid of permanent dev doctrine. Also very true. Permanent dev doctrine was a mistake. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Permanent dev doctrine was a huge mistake. I don't even think you should get dev doctrine. Like they just need to put doctrines back. If they're gonna release all this shit, like it just has to go back. Yeah, Agreed. and then, yeah, the, the thing that I always started on the path of, like, looking at these guys is that they, they started the, there's a guy on an objective and I don't want to have to send a unit behind a wall to kill it. So, like, you didn't want to have to give it a Vanguard Victor Squad or a Land Speeder or your Terminator taking a charge to get off an objective. It turned out they were very good at doing that, but they also did other stuff on the way. And then they get you Cordage Warfare points. Marines generally have a bit of a tough time holding their home objective with something that's not terrible. And Desolation Marines solve that problem as well because they're 36-inch range indirect. Um, in Iron Hands, you often didn't have something to stand with your Volkite Contemptor to give it character protection, so you end up leaving a land speeder or something back there, or infiltrators. Desolation Marines solve that problem. There's just not much they don't make a little better. If you're in a matchup where you don't really need the indirect, you can outflank them and shoot people with them with the la with the big guns. Like there's it's just also not a combat weapon, which chafes me more than I wanted to admit. Like it's <laughs> yeah, you can shoot and it's fine. <laughs> yep. Um, if you're in, if you're in a you're playing against them in Dark Angels and you tag them in combat, they can just, like, progress to Tactical Doctrine with any of their CP and shoot you in combat with them. Uh, <laughs> don't forget that. And then, like, they're also just, like, they're Marines. You can't, like, wrap and tag them with chaff because they'll punch you with 31 attacks hitting on twos with Dark Angels. It's just not a great place to be. I think this unit is going to be a problem. I think Indirect should never be good in 40k and, frankly, just shouldn't really exist as a mechanic on other than, like, single models, right? Like, it should be, you could maybe have the sergeant get to the Venger launcher. That's it. And it'd be a strong option, but not great. But yeah. the castling just shouldn't be indirect, is ultimately. Also, it, uh, like, Marines didn't really have good D3 plus 3 direct shooting at range. Like, that didn't exist. All their anti-tank was 24-inch range multi-meltas. And now it's like, surprise, bitch. Here's perfect uh, anti-tank. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It was, it was like you could run Eradicators, and Eradicators are short-ranged and awkward, and then you now just get Desolators, and it's, oh, okay, cool. They are stuck at AP2, except they're not, because they're Space Marines, so they're actually AP3, which, as it turns out, is, like, the perfect number to be. Just enough. But guess what they're not great at killing? Dark Angels Terminators. I mean, they're not bad at it. They're better than the alternatives. They're only That's okay at killing Dark Angels Terminators, right? Yeah. But they only kill, like, six a turn. Oh. I know, it's awful, isn't it?
I mean, you save on threes against them as Dark Angels in cover, right? So I'm not the fucking Dark Lance, right? <laughs> yeah, it's only AP three, so one of oh, seven sure. saving on threes. Yeah. Um. So like they're they're not great at killing Dark Angels. The problem is you can run them with Dark Angels. Right. Um. Mastercraft the Vanguard dudes. I am doing that. That is the thing I'm doing with one of my Vanguard launchers. Um. Oh yeah, master crafting that thing makes it hilarious. A flat three damage indirect weapon. Yeah. I don't think it's good, but maybe it's I'm pretty wrong. good. It's it's a full scrape buggy on average, because um, sure. it hits about as often as a full scrape buggy did. So, you know, I mean, hitting worse on, things with, for a CP with the preponderance of like rerolls that that unit can be given. That makes it so efficient to just picking up random nonsense, like flat three damage. Or even flat, just keeping it two on that Desolation Squad. Like, all those heavy weapon squads that maybe a guard player was hoping to hold home objectives with or to sit back and screen, they all die just immediately to the Vangor launchers. So here's here's the question I'm positing to the chat and everybody here. How many Desolation Machines do you think are in the top cut of Manchester? Oh, no. The top cut's four? Four. 60? 60. I don't think... 60 is high. There's not many lists with 20 or more. Most lists have 10 to 15. But... 45. 45. I think there'll be three lists with them. I don't know what the exact number will be, but I would say, yeah, 30 ish, 30 to 40 seems You own a Manchester? Yeah. Me and Brian only have 10, though. So 45 then, yeah. Nah, 50. 50? Because <laughs> that gets me, you, Brian, Manny, X Factor. <laughs> that's fair. Manny's only on twenty, so character. I know that's forty, and then I think someone else will, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be four desolation marines fly at the top. Yeah, or Brian will bounce house, and Malik will get it, or uh, Malik will get in. You know, it'll leave some wiggle room for some like weird nonsense to happen. Portal will be player four lane. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. Uh, yeah, these guys, the desolation marines, go to go to ten uh, if you want them to. They should stick them to five mans. That would also work. They, they should sit them to five It would five definitely mans. help. After the flamer change, where they're happy to change profiles, if you just don't make them indirect, I stop caring immediately. Just like oh, Yeah, Malik also just randomly has a Vorbin Scorpius in his list. Yeah, he's made some choices. Um, I mean, he's decided he's winning the indirect war, right? He's like, fuck your stuff, and he's going to kill your desolations with his and his Scorpius. If anybody decided that they loved having more of a coin flip for that first turn, you've definitely increased the coin flippy nature because now it's going to be whose Desolation Marines can shoot whose Desolation Marines or other indirect first before everyone else's Desolation Marines get to shoot. <laughs> but just think, man, there's people who didn't get the memo are still running Gladiator Reapers, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just fine. It's there. fine. Remember that incredibly it's broken fine. unit, the Gladiator Reaper, that's now unplayable because the Desolation Marine replaces its exact role entirely and comes with a Radic Air Squad staple to it. Yeah, it just does better too. I mean, who who thought this would be a world where we decided that Space Marines needed Dark Lances attached to mortars attached to the Dark Reaper in indirect weapon, but better? But yeah, there's, don't there's, worry, guys. Reddit thinks these guys are terrible. Oh gosh, they're gonna win like every big event for the ne for the, probably they'll win. Maybe if somebody brought them to Adepticon, they'll win Adepticon. No one has um, them ready for Adepticon. Nas will. 
Nas won't be taking Nas them. Nas is playing guard. I know he is, but Nas could have taken them. <sighs> yeah, I, I just feel like it's this meta has gone it. from alpha to more alpha to even more alpha as things we were this close at the end of nephilim i'm gonna say this until i die we were this close we were one plane narf away from a good map we'd have had a good map if they'd just been like maybe maybe remove the spore mines too but nah i think spore mines are fine everybody just don't worry no you don't yeah (laughs) fuck you (laughs) (laughs) desolators release golf was 24th of february for adepticon I have no idea. Oh, what was it that? Really it should. might have been. In fairness, everything else about that event is shit, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, keep okay. Keep going. Let's productive. What can you, as a person and a player, do about Desolation Marines? You can hide like a little what? bit. Like, <laughs> sure, buddy. Sure, like, there's like a lot of indirect, but you can at least try a little bit. You can hide like in your house. Your... You can yeah, stop you can going your house. Them. You could bring you transports, strategic reserves, but strategic reserves is bad because somebody will just auspex scan you off the table. I can't wait to With take Thorite to Warhammer fast. Yeah. I don't I'm, know. I'm taking Thorite to Warhammer fast, I promise. <laughs> I My real concern is there's like not a good co- like counterplay to Desolators. We got through like three things that we think have like a reasonable shot, which was like kind of Necrons, kind of Admech, and I think T Suns are kind of okay, uh, but because you're just like plus uh-huh. one saving it. But yeah, the but rest of it is play... all just kind of awful. Yeah, the problem yeah. with that is you have to play T Suns. Everything else that's not. Yeah, yeah, you have to play everything else that's not exactly this list. Because like Thousand Suns can mortal wound through the Terminators or the other Marine stuff, and they can ignore the Desolators more or less as long as you're not giving them one aside. Because like you're saving on twos against the Indirect, who really cares? But then you have to play Thousand Suns into like anything else, like the guy that World missed the demo and didn't bring any, or is playing World Eaters, um, and that's awful. Yeah. And then it's like, I, just, I, I guess like Eric Cultless is okay into this with like all the trucks because you can it? kind of hide. You can you get a lot more ability to access their backfield. Um, I guess you I was pop thinking out of... eventually with the trucks, though, right? Eventually, yeah. But maybe you can get enough of a points lead. Maybe you can get back, excuse me, access to their backfield because you have enough stuff. Like there's there's worlds, right? Um, oh, we didn't even mention the best thing. Remember the banner guy that Dark, every Dark oh, Angels list runs? God, yeah, when it. you kill them, they fire back at you on a four up. Uh, don't forget that. Um, at least it's only one gun. Only one gun, yeah. So they only get the whichever's better of the indirect of the missile. Is it yeah. not just one? Is it is that not just one gun? Yeah, it's one, one gun. gun. But you choose which gun. And it's not random. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, you can't fire both the Dark Lance and the little. No, but you just choose whichever one is better for the situation. My, right? my brain at that moment was like, could you fire just both profiles? But you cannot do that. No. I just um, I guess I'm struggling to think of like really good ways aside from punching them before you get like they shoot. But they have a 36-inch yeah, range. Through the Dark right? Angels army. <laughs> yeah. Do they have a 36-inch range on those? 36 on the... It's 48 on the missile launcher, 36 on the indirect. So you, you realistically can't even, like, stay out of range for a turn. <laughs> they, just... You can't fire both guns when you fire on death on the, the four-up from the banner. You can fire <laughs> both guns when you're normally firing. Yeah. I'm just... I guess my brain is having a real hard time thinking of counterplay. There's but... not much. Yeah, that doesn't involve just shooting before they shoot, but yeah, just not. That's it. 
I mean, I guess you could try. <laughs> my my brain is stuck in guard. I guess you could try charging if you could get to them, but you can't because there's oh, yeah, twenty Deathwing like Terminators in front of it. Rips guns to yeah. rips guard to yeah. bits, right? Yeah, it's very much a. It was a really nice guard army you had there until I fired all these dark lances and picked up all your infantry hiding behind buildings. Yep. I guess. Break is fucking up. Everyone's yeah. sad. A starter's banner, fire with one weapon on death. Just to confirm, for anybody who is confused, we're not talking about their regular firing. When they fire in their shooting phase or on Overwatch or whatever, both guns completely fine. When specifically they're using the starter's banner ability to fire when dying, they fire back on a full plus. They fire one gun on a full plus. But your choice. Cheer us up. Um, hmm. <laughs> I am, cheer they've just printed Ahsoka for Star Wars Legion. So if you've been watching Rebels or Clone Wars and you want to play Ahsoka... She's there, man. Like, she's got the two lightsabers. It's going to be great. Last Argument um, of Kings. Also dope models. I'm new Mandalorian episode tomorrow. New Bad Batch episode tomorrow. Um, that new Necromunda Noble is a super awesome looking model. It's a really model. cool model. I would definitely like to compare that to be like a Jesus or Cult Magus or something like that. Oh, um, it's got two swords. Yeah, but then I'd have to run a Locust and no. Um, There's a lot of really cool Age of Sigmar models coming out, so you could paint those. No. Yeah, but apparently, did you know the Bloodthirster in that game has uh, is eight attacks at D3 damage for the Wrath of Gore Bloodthirster? There's <laughs> not even that many attacks, by the way. It's actually yeah, less. It's eight, it's eight starring. No, no, the Wrath of Gore one. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Maybe. They're, they're terrible. Oh, I did look at that the other day. Uh, oh, no, there are too many Bloodthirsters. No, you cannot fire in. There is no indirect in Star Wars Legion, Rick. That's what I'm saying, man. Come on. Even the mortar is just is just a line of sight gun. Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's a line of sight gun with a minimum range. That's all I'm saying. Mortars in Star Wars Legion completely reasonable. They're still good as well. Um, you could go play Baldur's Gate three. I don't know. Um, what else? Diablo four. Really cool. Diablo uh, four. Yeah. yeah, I mean. I'm just saying, I'm going to be playing a bunch of Total War Warhammer 3 and Conquest on TTS. If people, Oh yeah, Chaos Dwarf update for Total War Warhammer Dude, 3 is coming out soon. They look amazing. Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we might be getting a 10th edition announcement, which would be really cool. Um, I don't even know if that'll be really cool, so let's cross that bridge when we see it. Could be. <laughs> but you know what it won't be is worse than now, probably. We don't know that. What if the super cracks can blow up buildings in us? <laughs> what if all those ruins you're hiding behind? Or, what if you could fire your regular? What if you could fire the castle launchers at the buildings to destroy them, so that you can then fire the super cracks of the target you were Yeah, it's like shooting a vehicle in melee. You like can shoot at the walls speculatively, and then try and shoot the shit behind it. Yeah, There's you super crack the wall though, so your indirect doesn't take the penalty. You can now charge through buildings with vehicles, but you have to like do so much damage to them on the way through if you want to do it. Just Kool Aid man your way also, through buildings. Let's be honest vehicles. about another thing. A whole bunch of people are about to learn about the only one model needs to see you to for me to ignore the indirect penalty rule. Oh, fuck. And a whole bunch of people are going to be like, wait, what? Uh, and you're going to have to explain that to a bunch of people, especially that's, if you're playing Iron Hands. That's not a model-to-model model check? Nope, it's a unit-to-unit unit check. <laughs> yeah, I learned that with D-cannons. <laughs> I learned it with mortars. Uh, and squid That would explain the one drone sticking out, I suppose, <laughs> from building. The one drone that is ignored for lookout star purposes, so you can't even shoot them back. Yep. All right. Is there anything cool going on in the map right now? No. Um, world leaders are a lot of fun. World leaders mm -hmm. are a lot of fun. They're uh, a I think little stressful to play. They're a little <laughs> oppressive into a few types of armies as well. 
Uh, yeah, I I don't know what Votan's supposed to do against them. They're real uh, good in RTT level events. I know that. Yeah, like real. Yeah, that's good. why I thought he only played three games and bailed, so you wouldn't have to figure out what happens in game four. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Fair. I, I guess actually I understand. find out what happens in game four on day one at this event this weekend because the Canadians don't like socializing. They want to play their 40k right now. <laughs> I'm with them. I play seven games of 40k, four and three. My my favorite thing in 40k right now is that we've fully fleshed out our dad hammer theme for the team's event this weekend. Hell so yeah. we're, all, we're bringing fanny packs for our dice, beer koozies and beer. We're bringing khakis and Do you rocks. Have a cell phone clip? I, I need to find one. I think I have one somewhere in this apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm getting older even. Yeah. <laughs> so, Inexorably. I will get older on Sunday. That is just the rule. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. That'll be a lot of fun, though. For next year, we're going to bring an, if we do the team's event again, we're going to bring a uh, a grill, like an unused grill, and use that as the display board for the armies. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna dad hammer it up. Oh yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'm gonna do the plugs. Then we're gonna take the one super chat question you've had and then take a break because I am <laughs> sad and I need a minute and I need to pee. Was I there... wrote a script this week because I hate you all and I've decided to make it slightly less scuffed, which means that this is gonna be awful because I've not considered how this will read, just how it wrote. So, fuck. Oh no, Anthony's muted. He's going to judge me. Did you just drop it again? <laughs> no, it's... A... Okay, I just wasn't Come sure on, for man. a second. I'm, I'm not, kidding. not until Nathan shuts up. <laughs> all right, everybody, and thank you for watching Statcheck so far. We couldn't do this without all of your support, and so to that end, if you're in a position to, you can check us out on Discord for access to our Discord at patreon.com slash statcheck. That gets you to access to all of our back bonus content, as well as being able to speak to us on a daily basis because we're all in there because we don't want to play 40k right now because Desolation Marines exist. Uh, so uh, that is five dollars a month. You can get access to the Discord and all of us. Uh, we do things like TTS leagues. You can speak to any of the hosts, ask us questions that will get answered on the show, all that cool stuff, as well as just being in an awesome community. Otherwise, we'd greatly appreciate you dropping anything like a like or a comment on whatever platform it is that you use to interact with the show. Uh, so if that's YouTube or your Spotify or whatever podcast app there's always review functions like that helps us out greatly with discoverability and just knowing that you guys like what we do or if there's anything we could be doing better also you can watch us live every tuesday at it's meant to be 11 p.m gmt it's been an hour earlier recently because of daylight savings but that's also 5 p.m 6 p.m eastern 5 p.m central and then various times across the globe commensurate with that nathan please don't thumbs up me it makes me feel very patronized um Finally, or not finally, uh, you can also check out the other shows on our network, which are XM1 and Into the Matrix. XM1 is every other Thursday. That'll be going live. It's 12 p.m. GMT. I don't know the time conversions of that one by heart, so I'm just not going to do them. Uh, I'll be on that this week, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we'll be going through getting better at 40K, specifically with helping Cliff, uh, who is deciding he's going to take the shackles off and actually focus on getting better as a player um, in a specific and deliberate way, which we're bringing me on to start that process. So we're really looking forward to that. Tim should be launching some article series to go along with that, which we're really excited for. End of the Matrix is Typhus' show. That is a little more sporadic. It comes out whenever Typhus can generate some content that he's interested for. It usually launches on Fridays, and that's going deep dive into everything Teams meta. Uh, recently, Typhus was at the Euro Trash Cup, which was an event in the Netherlands. Uh, there's also an event in Italy on the 12th and 13th of May that we should be covering, uh, and they're going to be doing episodes about 
pairings for five and eight man teams and all the differences there, as well as event reviews for those. Um, and then also we'll be building up to the WTC where Typhus is going to be doing uh, hopefully some coverage. So we're really looking forward to getting wrapped up to that. And it's some of the best 40k content out there. If you're interested in teams, if you're not, you should give it a listen anyway, because it will help you become interested in teams, which is very, very important. Lastly, both myself and Typhus do offer coaching, which you can check out at stat-check.com slash coaching or by emailing us at coaching at statcheck, stat-check.com. Uh, if you're interested in improving your game in any way, shape or form, uh, we're both super excited to help you and we'd love to hear from you. That is all I have for the plugs. We are going to quickly answer the one super chat question that came in and then we're going to take a short break for 10 to 15 minutes, uh, which we will probably, it's probably going to be 10 minutes. Uh, so we should be back about five to five past 11 uh, or five past whatever your local time is. Uh, the one question we have from the plugs was from Dan Morris, who asks, what Simpsons character would each stat check member be and why? Uh, so I am very, very definitely going to be Ralph Wiggum. Um, oh, I was going to say you were groundskeeper Willie, but that's okay. How dare you, first of all. <laughs> that's a stereotype. Uh... <laughs> uh, Come on. Like I've got nothing. I didn't watch the Anthony's just Bart. That's He's Millhouse now. Um, for oh, not watching The Simpsons, he is Millhouse. Bart it is. <laughs> oh, geez. We, don't we apparently don't know. Uh, it's, all we, there, it's all we got. There's um, a lot of it was way easier when I had to you guys as wow raid stereotypes by classes. That was super easy. Yeah, but I didn't know any of the weird. references. You said well, something, and I was like, I don't know. Dan yeah. agrees that Anthony's Millhouse, and I think that Dan is right here, uh, mostly <laughs> because I trust Dan implicitly in all things 40K. Okay. Right, so let's 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 slide into the break then. Let's slide into the break. I'm going to go and use the bathroom. I'll be back Great. in two minutes, and then we'll be back eight minutes past, uh, five minutes past the hour. If you're listening to the live show, uh, we'll be back in eight minutes. If you're not listening to the live show, we're probably going to slide into something like an ad here because that's just how we roll. Uh, this should be pretty seamless. Stick around. Welcome back to Stat Check, everybody. Thank you for bearing with us through that short break. We are now going to get on to questions from the chat and Discord. We're going to run for about another half an hour to forty minutes on this, depending on how long we've got. Right, let's just get straight into the show questions. Uh, if you want to ask us a question, you can do that by checking out our Discord, or if you happen to be watching the live show, you can do a question there. Uh, da -da -da. Oh my god, there are so many questions. You guys often break down top performing factions, so to what sub-factions are the most problematic? Are there any examples of the opposite? Poorly performing factions where there's actually a decent sub-faction, but just isn't the popular way to play. What meddling factions do you think might have actually have some nuggets of gold hiding away in there? So the first thing with this is it's actually kind of hard to tell because often those low win rate factions just don't have the play rate that when you see some faction that's having a really high performance, it's often because there's one or two people playing it fairly consistently and doing better than their average. But it's hard to tell if that's because the sub faction is better than the faction or because the player who is specifically hyper-focusing on that is better than the average. Um, that was one of the things, uh, so I, I had read this question in advance when we did the Chaos Space Wings bet, which is why I asked to talk through some of the things that were better there. So, because Chaos Space Marines remain a reasonably high player faction at 4.8%, um, but it, it's just, it's hard to tell because we don't usually have the numbers for these factions in any meaningful quantity. Nathan, do you want to toy in on this one? For, the hard thing about rare sub-factions is, like I said, it's really hard to parse apart, like, a player being a specialist at one specific thing. And it's hard to make broad statements with small amounts of data and i really don't like saying oh yeah this faction with like zero representation but has an 80 percent win rate definitely is the dark horse faction because it has one person who's played it 
and has like 12 games from that one person. Sure, it has an 80% win rate, but there's a lot of considerations when you have like one to two, one to five people who've won lots of games. Is that GTs, despite being larger events, and that we try to sub select down for larger events to kind of dodge some of the issues, is that there's some local meta effect on events. And it's the reason why we get rid of RTTs as often as we do, is that those meta effects are way bigger in smaller events where faction selection tends to be smaller, but also that you tend to have more local meta effects in RTTs. In GTs, that local meta effect tends to get smaller because people are tending to pick the most efficient options. So those data points tend to be more meaningful when you have larger numbers of players playing them. So if you have just one or two people playing them and with an 80% win rate in just like one geographic area, it probably means less. I mean, there are some examples of lesser known factions that then come up in the meta later. But I mean, right now what you see are people playing less common sub factions like successor iron hands who are just amazing, but less people are playing them. Or you have situations where people are playing like 50 different varieties of them. Let's see. That's kind of like my answer to that question is that, sure, you can look at it and maybe there are some factions in there. But when there's like less than a number of games played, you can't really make any large scale statements about what, what is going on. I think then the second part, oh, sorry, Anthony. I think there's some stuff that was like flying the radar in Demons for a bit that's now pretty exposed, like Mono Slanesh and Mono Zinch that are both like quite strong. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Definitely seeing a lot of uptake from both of those. Yeah. Sometimes when books are deep too, you just see people cycle down to like, they have to innovate, so they cycle to the next Vex thing. Yeah, like we saw every, with Nick's bunch, Everybody right? picks oh, up. Right? Yeah. Like everybody moved to Thick City, or in the case of Demons, like a bunch of people are moving to Slanesh right now. Do we like have things... sub-factions? No, probably not. What in the depths of transhuman hell is going on, fellas? Adam, they they broke it, dude. They fucked up. <laughs> they done did fucked up. Yeah, they goofed. They goofed. It's the desolation of smog. Part of the problem, too, is like, sure, if you're really good at, like, looking in the weeds for like that one person who's six months ahead of everybody else because they're a faction specialist you might be able to find one of those things like you might be able to find that one person who was playing pure slanesh wall flamers and everything else were really good but the data probably says that they're not doing as well as the mix list and that doesn't really come to huge fruition until later when the meta at large picks it up and it's really hard to predict how those kinds of things will act and I actually think the community is generally bad at predicting what's going to be good. That's super like hard. during the break, I showed a, a, a brief capture of a top level player currently, Nassim, being wrong about Desolation Marines, right? And now Desolation Marines are everywhere. Yep. So even top level competitive 40k analysts and players can sometimes just be wrong about the next. I honestly don't even remember what I initially said about them. I think I said they looked cool and I'd stab someone if they were core. Um, yeah. And then they were core. Uh, I still I think, think they're pretty expensive as a unit, but it just kind of doesn't matter because the rest of Marines are so cheap. Yeah. And for me, when I first saw them, I was like, they seem a little expensive and their profiles seem just kind of okay. Like you want them, they but they do both things and you learn like as people start to play them. 
And one of the challenges is, is it's hard to play like every single release as it's coming out, like in large enough numbers to have an informed opinion about how good something is going to be in the meta. It's way better to not... just have an uninformed opinion and just hope you're right. Just spin the fucking wheel of fortune and hope that you don't have screenshots and then saying that you're wrong. It's all that's yeah. all the 4K is about nowadays is making sure there's no screenshots of anything you said wrong. <laughs> and then also there's just like the challenge of like the hobby side of this thing can be challenging if you want to be even remotely good at it. So, like, sometimes things just take a while to be done quickly. So, standards or paint, pay someone else. Yes. And even Green paying somebody baby. else is not a not a guarantee that it's fast. Uh, it can be. Like, it can be, if you pay enough money. If you throw enough yeah, money at that Yeah, it's problem. the cheap, fast, good, right? You pick two? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like most My triangles. Yeah. Hmm? But My stuff looks good. Yeah, yeah. It's not cheap, I guess. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's the... You pick two. <laughs> You pick two of the three. I would just argue that the community and especially like the Reddit of the community and the Facebook communities and some of the Discord, like faction specific discords in the community are terrible at predicting trends in this game based yeah. on small amounts of data. So you should just not do it. You should just not try to use small bits of data to predict massive trends. In the Unless game. you're us, in which case we do it because it makes you guys watch us. So just remember that yeah. whatever we're doing in all things, question our agenda always. Um, it's always to make you come back. And it's good to be critically, like to think critically about your sources of information and to consider where they come from for those in pieces of information and to consider the larger community of competitive analysis as well when making decisions. Critical thinking is important, kids. I promise. It's very easy to be right about a unit half the time and have that be the only one anyone remembers. Um, yep. We have been, like, speaking for myself, I am very quick to have an opinion on anything in 40k. And I'm right a lot of the time. I'm also wrong a lot of the time. And I could not tell you what my opinions were on a lot of things. Uh, at this point, I'm like, I barely remember. Uh, it's really just not worth it. Um, I mean, most... The easiest one for me was the uh, Blood Angel Death Company list. When I first saw it, I was like, fuck off. No way. And then I played it <laughs> one single time and went oh i'm an idiot never mind yeah it can be very easy to get lost in the practicalities of something and then not think about how it actually comes together on the table um and some things just if you were just applying them in a vacuum to the things that exist currently just aren't that great but when you apply them in a new context or you consider the rules and the dynamics that we change in a faction actually becomes a thing. And that was where I ended up with Desolation. So I originally was like, these seem kind of expensive. I want to test them. Um, they look funny. And then I tested them out and, I, and then I started thinking through some reasons like why they would be good, why they're really good for Codex Warfare and starting the objective trade. And that played into like running five to kill an intercessor behind a wall that ran away. And then that increased to 10 because I'm like, well, I want to guarantee I kill that guy, but also have enough indirect to start threatening people on like guard because they can start killing mortars and things like that. And then the natural progression of that is if you feel the need to, you can go to 30. Do you have to? No, there are matchups they do make weaker, right? There are some things that they're not amazing into. The rest of your army can fill in that gap, but we're expecting changes to things like Deathwing Terminators that might result in this not being as big a problem after we see the Manchester, the post-Manchester and Edwin FAQ. Might. Might. Anyone remember what I was showing said Manny would do this? I, I'm not surprised. Um, he was right. It's true. The other thing that I want to say just very briefly is that it's okay for people to be wrong initially and then to revise their opinion upon getting additional data and 
it's okay to be wrong with your first opinion and then to correct yourself later. Like you don't have What's to dig your heels. That never happened. You can also <laughs> do that. And hopefully people, instead of doing that, will take into consideration new evidence and change their opinion. Also, um, none of this was even remotely related to the question we were asked. So let's move on. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Which that factions question... in the Goldilocks zone do you think are there because GW actually did a good job balancing them? Almost none. I think the meta is so hard, like has so many interactions with other pieces in the meta, right? You have 31 factions cross-interacting with one another. Go ahead, Anthony. Orcs. I don't think orcs are balanced at all. Sure. There's, there's no army that I've played against orcs and been like, orcs are broken when I play against them. Which is not a thing that happens. You should play Votan into them sometime. <laughs> Tell me what you think after that. I mean, it's that that's Votan being terrible at dealing with lots of units at the same time if you can't beam them, right? That's not orcs being broken. That's, I think, one of the things to consider when we talk about Goldilocks zones, though, right? Is that yeah. some factions have 90% fine matchups and then, like, two matchups where they die horribly. And that's yeah. probably okay. To be honest, like if you are competitive in 90% of your matchups, but have terrible matchups in two, that's probably fine. I will say, if you primarily play singles, that feels like shit. But it if does. you play teams, that shit's fine. Yeah, I just think that's a, that's also okay from a balance perspective. It's like in a game with 31 or 32 factions, it's okay. There will be for some like, that are better and worse. Yeah. It just depends on the degree, right? Like, right. better and worse as a spectrum is fine. Better and worse as, like, Votan into World Eaters versus Votan into Imperial Knights, very different thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Also, Elo was added, adds an addendum discussion. Is the GW defined Goldilocks zone of 45 to 55% a good metric? No, not at all. It should be considering things like play rates, and it should probably also be 53 to 47. Um, but you should be considering in play rates, win rates versus other factions. Uh, if you ever want to really have a look into this, go and have a look at the Riot Games' um, like design document for how they do nerfs and buffs in League of Legends, which is based mm -hmm. on like everything from play rates at high levels, play rates at competitive levels, play rates at low levels, win rates at all those levels with different sliding scales based on how problematic it has to be in that level, and what kinds of nerfs they induce. Those are the kind of things that you should be doing and could be doing with better data analysis, but aren't, and are just kind of like going, win rate. Um, well, one there are challenge. better ways to do this. And then I agree with you, but the one challenge with 40k and the way it exists and the way that we track data right now is that that level of granularity is almost impossible. Cool. Do better. I agree. We should do better. I think all we it could needs do... is a better list parser and a better list of, and a better event software, and you can have all of this data, 100. Um, yep. It just isn't there because the best list submission sub format is is Battlescribe for some reason. The best event format is event submission software is PCP, and the best tracking app is Tabletop Battles, none of which are GW run. GW could and should have their own proprietary version of every single one of those that is all combined and gives them all of the data for all of the games that are played for 40k, but they don't because they don't care enough or are incapable, like whatever. I don't want to judge them and be like, they don't care enough, but um, they're not doing these gap. things. There, there is a gap there that would allow them to do all of this that they are, for whatever reason, not doing. Whether it's choosing or not being able to or whatever, it's not happening. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that like you just like they should copy the, the lol approach, but they should definitely like consider 
a version that uses that riffs on the same kinds of ideas of different levels of play for different things being different impacts on win rate because RTT yeah. win rates are not the same as GT win rates and are not the same as individual play in your garage win rates, right? These are all different things. 100%. Okay. What would you do with your game time if 10th is bad? Unfortunately, 10th. Uh, <laughs> I played I mean, through 8th. 8th was bad too. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably play 10th regardless, but I will definitely play a lot less of 10th if it's shit. Go play a lot of 10th teams. <laughs> uh, it depends in what way it's shit is probably yeah. the best way for me to answer this. If it's like if that terrain destruction shit's real, there's like a good chance that Anthony Dick plays a lot less 40k in 2023 and 4. I could see you did. I could see WTC just banning that mechanic. So, sure. I forgot that I do have the catered beloved, like, <laughs> let me fix the game for you gaze of Neil and Tom. But, you know, like. Uh, Nobody we ain't going to gonna fuck about with shifting that. worldscape, guys. It's fair. Yeah. I think I would also play less 10th and maybe focus on secondary games some more. I don't know. There's other stuff to play. I have... There's other stuff to spend my time on. There is. Okay, with DA and Iron Hands being some of the gatekeeper lists, how do you play into them? And what does Guard specifically do in those matchups to win? Even more so with Desolators. Run more tanks, bro. Um, Basically. Yeah. <laughs> your infantry ain't living, so... You yeah, you best be running you best be running just the maximum number of Lehman Russes. Make basilisks and manticores. Stop. Those it's earthshaker those earthshaker carriers. I know and it's hope not for work, the best. But I'd like yeah. to see somebody try. Um outflank a bane blade, it won't die to desolation marines, at least on all specs. <laughs> I for a moment I was just I don't know. <laughs> Your facts. Turn one, charge them with fucking scout sentinels and pin them and then hit them with death strikes. Genuinely, maybe the answer. Um, <laughs> like triple one, death strike, just triple death. Yeah, triple death strike, nine scout sentinels, run Where them all are forward. Three death strikes. WCC ports, bro. Look, man, I'm no. gonna coin, I'm gonna coin flip. I'm gonna coin actually if guard is just unplayable now. I can I can maybe just put two in my I can put a patrol with two in my jeans to their cult. Maybe that's the play. Oh <laughs> my go. god. I Welcome mean, I'm to hell. In the world where if I could get a 50% win rate into those factions where it's just do I win the turn one go first roll or not, I'll run triple death strikes. I don't care if they need to hide, they don't need to hide, they need to do their one pointing that one turn. And then the scout sentinels need to charge and pin them in a spot, and then they just need to cause forty-eight mortal wounds to their stack, and it goes away. Cool. Will any of you be doing the pub crawl at Manchester? Well, I'm the only one going to Manchester. Um, I will probably show face and then do a bar and go home because, uh, well, unless I've lost a game, in which case I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Um, but yeah, uh, Scott, I will. I will be there. It would be lovely to meet you. For the rabid guard haters on the show, how would you fix guard? This could be broad strokes, the general theme and usability of the faction as a whole, the brand new codex rather than little tweaks, blah, 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 blah. Um, seems like some of you just hate the faction on the ground up. Uh, I just give every army access to Desolation Marines. Um. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> you just give every faction Desolation no. except, except Guard, obviously. <laughs> except Guard, okay. Christ. Tell me you wouldn't run 30 World Leaders Desolation Marines, Anthony. I wouldn't, but I would run the fuck out of them in Emperor's Children where they're real good. <laughs> I think like the thing that you do most is you just target like a couple of things. If you're worried about Kasserkin, you target them specifically. 
and you make it so that you cap the mortal wounds at six and that they can only target one unit. Right. Uh, there you go. Born soldiers doesn't count as a six to wound. Stop fucking doing that. You could also just do that, and then you probably don't need to do anything uh, else. No, then thing. also cap them at six. Do both. I don't think you need to, but okay. Cap, uh, drop a uh, drop mortars down to strength three and desolation marines. Um, get rid of take aims, extra AP as an order. Should just be plus one to hit. Uh, <laughs> Lord Solar should just be hit rerolls, not wound rerolls, and anything. Um, Sentinels should be a pregame move, not a scout deploy, not a forward deploy. Um, there's a there's a lot of things. Uh, I think that book's just fundamentally broken, but guard players are also fundamentally broken. No. Um, Inside emotionally, yes. Well, they That's almost the join the military, just like they almost win 40k games. That's going to end up being the clip now. God damn it. <laughs> Prediction and ranking for home nations. Uh, I should probably explain this one a little bit. Home nations is the uh, most important secret event that ever existed. Um, nobody gets to know about it except the people who are there. So, sorry. No no idea, do you know? Uh, except your team's going to come there last. Uh, Got them. Fucking Netherlands think they can jump to the UK and just win tournaments. Scotland bringing the heat. No, but England will not let them do well, uh, and they're in England's group. So, <laughs> uh, tips for helping grow slash foster a local community and a good vibe in a said community. Um, anybody who shows up with desolate Marines, just take them out back and shoot them. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> be the be the be the people in the community that people want to talk to. Right? Um, have play fun games with each other and you know, talk about it afterwards, have a group chat where people are active and engaged is my general recommendation. Discord is great for that. Uh, although yep. people are generally more likely to check Facebook Messenger, I find like a messenger group chat is a good way to keep people, because you can check it on your phone a lot easier, I find. Um, but it depends. Um, yeah. Depends what level of organization you're going for, right? Um, just run some slow grow events. Yeah. Run some slow grow events, run escalation leagues, run, run ladder leagues, whatever you got to do to just get people engaged and playing. And just, yeah, be the people you want to be the kind of person you want to play against, which is to say, be approachable and reasonably fun and give people a challenge because people will usually respond pretty well to a challenge of being like, you know, they, they you get them in the guilt of wanting to improve and wanting to do what you do. Uh, I step back a lot from doing this, but this is what I used to do a lot of. Um, be, a, be an exemplar of the hobby, be all of the things that you would want a 40K player in a 40K community to be. Have Sometimes that terrain that people want to play on that's better than what they have at home. Um, if you have problems with individuals in your community, make sure to address them early and often to make sure that that kind of stuff doesn't like fester in your local community because that can be a problem for growing a scene. Yep. Will tenth be previewed at Adepticon or not? Sure. I think it will be. I think it will be like soft previewed, and then the actual preview will be at Warhammer Fest. They're launching the website on the 23rd, basically. My on actual genuine doing. guess is that the box will be available at Warhammer Fest for people who are there. But that'd be cool. New nids. I guess we see maybe the lion. Like, we'll probably see the lion this weekend as well. That's probably a thing that happens. That'd be cool. Despite having like four nid players in the Team USA roster that theoretically would get them before me, I would fucking hope. Um, I am pretty excited for new NID stuff. NIDs are really cool. There's not like... been a new turreted model that wasn't a character since like 2013, so almost 10 years. We've had the Broodlord and the Parasite, and that's it in over a decade. So oh, wow. uh, I used to have a reminder on my phone every year for the birthday of the Broodlord because we went six years before we got a new model. Um, <laughs> Jesus. That's we, went si we went six or seven years. 
between the Broodlord release and the Parasite and Mortrex. Um, December 18th, by the way, for anybody who's curious. Uh, <laughs> I actually have no idea. I think it, I think it was December 18th. Might have been November. Um, I would love to see love to see new Nits. be really cool because uh, Nits are my baby faction. They're the one I'll always play if they're an option. Will the Thundercoil Harpoon ever be good? That, remember that leak that we propagated about, or oh. propagated about it being um, just like flat 10 mortal wounds plus D3, Damage plus, plus, plus D3 splash <laughs> on the wounds and everything within yeah. range? Yep. If they just printed that in the current Night Codex, it'd have been completely playable. Just let it, it wouldn't let have it even been damage. It wouldn't have even been broken. Yeah, it should just be a Magna Rail, but on steroids. 100%. I think the Thundercoil Harpoon is just good every now and then when you fire it and it just straight up murks something, but never in any other moment of time. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> that comment for anybody who was asking was Sumo saying, Anthony, you're the captain. You get to you get the first pick of factions. Right. Who from, Typhus asks, who from the stat check team could win a fight against a kangaroo that's the same weight as them? Well, a kangaroo that's the same weight as me is just a kangaroo. So no, 100% no. <laughs> I don't think anybody in that chat has seen a kangaroo. Kangaroos are fucking dangerous, guys. They're real dangerous. <laughs> like, kangaroos have nails that will disembowel you on their feet and they will kick the shit out of you. Yeah, I'm good. No, thank you. Also, a kangaroo that's my size is probably some fucking alpha male kangaroo that just like walks up to me and then like kicks my head straight off my shoulders. Yeah, that's TLDR, a big what do I do on death until deployment that creates aggressive pressure armies as a defender? You hope for the best. You suffer. That's their best missions. Their conversion and death until are the best missions for aggressive armies. You've got data scry salvage to hide in your corner. They get one. Uh, <laughs> deploy far away, play the go to the sides. Try and avoid them. Focus on scoring your points while mitigating theirs. Give them things that they can charge. So that means they can't get deeper into the deployment zone. You're going to have to sacrifice something. It may as well be the garbage or coin flip it. Those are your choices. Usually, the like you can catch like less than optimal players out by being like, "Hey, man, here's a couple of seven inch charges into garbage," and then people will move up into ridiculous positions and chase them. That works a more Good than players will do that too. Yeah. <laughs> How many Desolation Marines is too many Desolation Marines? I think 20 is about the limit of where you really want to go. You start getting into real diminishing returns territory you, after you're that. You're just skewing after 20. Yeah. Like, you're you're fucking around on purpose. 20 is... Like, probably... 10 to 15 is good. 20 is, I have a reason to want a squad of 10, where you have, like, a strategy or something, like, Keen Senses and Space Wolves, where you have, like, one that you want to sink more resources into. Um, Chapter Master is another good one. Yeah. But like 10 to 15 is like, I want a couple of Vanguard Launchers and some indirect. And then after that, you're kind of getting into, you need a specific reason to go to 15 to 20 to 30. And yeah. 30 is probably too many. And then for game balance, as Ashley says, five is way too many. I yeah. think five in their current state would be fine if they were like limited to five mans and we didn't have arcs detachments. Um, yep. Then they'd be fine. But Dark Angels can also spend two CP to essentially give them plus two to hit. Yeah, which is kind of. And it can be plus three to hit if that moving means they get into line of sight of you to fire their direct. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. You guys don't need to keep making us depressed by asking about how efficient Desolation Marines can be. You do not. not you should, because we deserve it. Um, um, where did the egg meme even come from? Just one day in chat. I don't, it's, I don't know. <laughs> somebody asked some, Somebody asked a question about eggs, and we kind of... Off the rails it's, it went. It's like we've got eggs and we've got peaches. Like those are the the the, the foods of Stat Check Discord at this point. Um, and beans. And beans, yeah. Eggs, beans, and peaches are the three official foods of Stat Check for 
whatever reason. The peaches one I know where it came from because it was me, and it was because the um like the screaming peach is by far the, the best of the the welcome like wave flags on Discord. Um, and I stand by it as being the only one that's actually good. Uh, and I would set it so, and the only re but um we now have people genuinely cheering when it happens, which I think is yeah. great. Um, so yeah, if you want to join the statue Discord, you're look once you've been welcomed with a peach emoji, you're officially part of the team. Um, yep. Beans is because of the story I once told about uh, literally vomiting at somebody describing beans to me, um, which is to yep. say specifically baked beans, the UK delicacy uh, that are my least favorite food on the planet. Yeah, you um, just jam those sons of bitches in some Uggs and you're off to the race. Like, And then that's why our meme channel is called Beans and Bears, because I hate beans and Anthony hates bears. It's true. Uh, and then eggs, I think someone just kept asking egg questions. <laughs> it just went off the fucking rails one day, as StatCheck Discord is wont to do. The StatCheck Discord is definitely a silly place in, like, the pure definitions of silly places. It is chaotic good to add the, to chaotic neutral, depending on the day. Yeah. Chaotic comforting is like what I frequently like to call it. And I think that's roughly accurate. It, yeah. It's very much you will be okay. You do not have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it's ominous positivity, the Instagram page. Uh, ominous positivity is my favorite yeah. thing. <laughs> um, and then Preston asks, hey, can you review my list real quick? Black Templars with Hellbreak, 30 Desolators, and 6 Impulsors. Bad. You will also lose the Desolator War because yours don't get cover. Um, well, you could just take cover. That's optional for what it's worth. Yeah, but then you're not getting the involves, so then your Impulsors are going to die to their Desolators. Your Impulsors get it for free now. What do you mean? Yeah, but then you don't get the gun. You get the multi-melter still. Yeah, but you want the missile launcher as well. Like That's the point of running them in Black Templar. The D3-shot missile launcher. Yeah, it's better than a... The indirect war. Also, you've the indirect war. All your desolators start in transports, bro. Easy. I keep coming back to like, what if I just put five in an impulsor in uh, mm. iron, in iron hands as well? <laughs> Yuck! Go chasing that angle, bro. Mm. Ugh. And the white scars jump out of it in advance and shoot them without taking the penalty. Ah. <laughs> Fuck. I'll probably run that sometime. That sounds great. Let's not go to the Stat Check Discord. Is this a place? No, everybody should go to the Stat Check Discord. Only five pounds a month. It's patreon.com slash stat check. Um, that's right. That's how you can join things like our hardest TTS league ever kind of thing. That's how you can join that kind of uh, stuff. And the last question from Discord is, when do we get Stat Check top trumps with a preferred egg on them? We could probably make like Stat Check top trumps for like the seven of us just as like promo art. That'd be kind of cool. I'm not going to do that because that's way more effort than I'm willing to put into a bad joke. But thank you for thank you for the question. All right, if anybody's got any cool questions in chat, we'll run for another five minutes or so, and then we will sign off. Uh, are you playing WoW again, Anthony? Um, not yet. I also haven't played against Desolators yet, though, so stay sharp, kids. Mm -hmm. um, teams, how many team games are played? How many team events are even run? Lots. We just don't get, they don't get spoken about a lot because, like, the Reddit meta doesn't cover them. Goonhammer only covers them occasionally. Uh, there are a lot more team events than you think there are. That is changing as much as we can make it happen. Uh, and uh, End of the Matrix is doing a fantastic job. But there are team events almost every weekend. They are just, you know, quiet, secret, and in foreign languages. Yeah. Um, Bristol, GT. Who's going to Bristol? Are you going to Bristol? Uh, Bristol is the very wrong side of the country for me, unfortunately. Oh. 
um, Bristol's like, it would take me as long to get to Bristol as it takes me to get to you. What? Oh, flying versus driving, I'm assuming. Surely, yeah. No, no, flying to Bristol. It's like I would have to go to Glasgow Airport, which is like three hours away from me, and then I would have to spend two hours at the airport, fly to Bristol, which is an hour and a half flight, then Bristol Airport's like an hour and a half from Bristol. It's like eight hours comfortably. Um, I could do the Edinburgh to Newark flight in about the same time. That's true. Bristol's a trek. Uh, I did it. I did a Bristol event last year. It was a pain in the ass. I wouldn't recommend it. Plus, hotels in Bristol are super expensive. Mm. Is um, Bristol really nice? Is that why Bristol hotels are expensive? Bristol's okay. It was just. It, it might have just been the weekend I was trying to go. It was like mm. early April. It was just super expensive. Will the tenth mm. box have Marcus for destroyed terrain? No, but it will have Marcus ah. for destroyed dreams. Yeah. Um, no. Will I be at GT or Northeast Open? I will also not be at the Northeast Open. Because Northeast Open is the week before WTC or two weeks before WTC. So I think we've got Northern Warlords teams, which is like the middle of July. And then we have a three-week event embargo before WTC so that we can do practice weekends, which I think covers out not being able to do Northeast Open or Leeds GT, uh, which are both ones I would love to do, but just couldn't make. I did not book a hotel in Bristol. That is true. I booked a hotel in Bath, which was a mistake. But I definitely just read the... uh, Definitely read the name of the place wrong. Um, is there a big I, difference between US and EU medalists? Anthony, you've played in both. So have I. How do you, what do you think? Uh, the lists aren't terribly dissimilar, honestly. Like the shit that's good in one is usually good in the other. They're just tuned for their specific things. For example, on the old UKTC layouts, they didn't care about hiding because that was fake and for idiots. So you got shot on whatever objective you wanted to stand on. So it made more sense to take more guns. Whereas on US terrain, often it would be GW terrain, so there would be less guns. Um, you can see like a pretty stark difference in theory between my Coventry list and my GW Chicago list. Um, but it just depends a little bit. There's a small difference in um, players across the aggregate. The, e- the UK boys at least get a little more flustered when you put the pressure on them. Like You play aggressively into them, and they're like, this is not how Warhammer is played, and then they break. Um, at least that was my experience. Um, I found where, American players got real antsy if you didn't just run at them, uh, and they would run at you because they didn't yeah. know how to deal with you playing a slow game, which was fun. Yep. Also, Nassim does the same thing. So, uh, yeah, sure. it, NOS plays like US player. Um, so yeah, that is uh, kind uh, of US players also have big oh no, I'm losing the secondary game mission, uh, and will just like panic and start doing things that they should not. Whereas UK players are like. Must primary, must primary. Yeah, um, the, the US, as compared to like all other metas I've noticed, get real freaked out when secondaries go askew and forget that there's like a second scoring component. That's a little bit Art of War's fault. Um, yeah, my primaries is you write down eights every turn, right? And then you figure out the secondaries. Yeah, people <laughs> seem to think that. Uh, so, yeah, that's like a thing I've noticed. Uh, I could not tell you what, like, the rest of the aggregates like past, like, I've, you know, played a fair amount of European games now, but, like, I've only played the one Aussie game, and I got skull dragged, so I have couldn't tell you across the general what that goes like. Ash asks, Tennis, how sad will Northern Ireland be when Wales does better than them again? Well, you did worse than them at last Home Nations, um, but Northern Ireland's team this year looks a little 
like they've not got all their players. So we'll see what happens at Home Nations. But it's in Wales, so if you guys don't make top cut, then you're kind of trolling because surely you guys have the easiest time getting players to fucking wreck them. Um, so honestly, embarrassing if you guys don't top cut. Uh, to answer Glory, I've not been bullied into going to Warhammer Fest. I am not going to Warhammer Fest. You sure? We've got space in our hotel. I, dude, it's like a week after Alpine. I have to come home. It's two weeks after. Anna. <laughs> yeah, two weeks so... after. Bring her and I'll bring Fargus. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does Scotland get its own team when the US is all shoved into one? Well, you see, the simple answer is that we're a country. Oh. Um, and that because we're a country, we get a team. That's the definition of a national team, is if you are a country, you have a team. Scotland is a country. Scotland's see, a country? See how that works. Yes, we are. Thank you. Uh, Scotland is a you, country. You yes or no? Two ignorant Americans is my least favorite thing. Mm. And they're like, "Why are there two Irish teams?" And I'm like, "Don't ever say that in front of them." Yes. Two. Scotland is the second largest country in the United Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how cool it is to be the country that defined countries and just get to change it for yourself? I love it. Embarrassment aside, the pies look great for the weekend. Um, I we definitely had a look at what the other food options were nearby when we saw that the only lunch option was pies. But we'll see. Um, how do you join teams? Uh, well, there are a few different ways to do that. One is what? to find a team Wait. event and cram people into it. It depends what type of team. Yes, <laughs> like national we're going to get to national team. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. get to that. So, if you just want to do a local team event, like whether that's ATC or Canhammer Teams in Canada or Northern Warlords or ITC or um, Birmingham Teams in the UK or any of the various ones across the many countries like Eurotrash or Winter Teams or uh, all the like the Netherlands ones, it's just show up with a group of friends and you'll pay for a team ticket and you and your group of three to seven other friends will go to the tournament and have a great time. If you're specifically looking for your national team, my recommendation is to go to the worldteamchampionship.com website and go to the countries page and find the community page for whatever your local team is. So, example, for us, it's a Facebook page and a Discord. For America, I believe you guys are a Facebook page. Um, Canada runs off a Facebook page and a Discord. Um, you'll reach out to them and then you will inquire as to what their application process is. And it's different for every country. Um, it very much varies. And then you will at some point in the year, be able to engage in a process of applying for your national team. Um, whether you'll make it or not, entirely on, entirely up to your, how good you are. Um, but it's the best way to get involved is to just ask. Uh, there's no one-size-fits-all for any country across the world. Uh, for example, if you're wanting to play for America or England, uh, it really helps to know the captain really well. Um, yeah, it helps less for America. I'm now, joking. But, I'm yeah. joking. I'm winding you up specifically. Well, um, I'm not for, for Canada, you need to know exactly who Canhammer are and also live next to Canhammer. Um, you know, all these kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah, it's very much, very much up to the time. Um, get a golden ticket, join me at Warhammer Fest, Anthony. I really want a, Warhammer, a golden ticket just so that somebody has to pay for me to go to a UW event. That'd be great. <laughs> I can't wait for Kansas City. Yeah. I'm going to have a really wild October, November. It's going to be mental. Yeah. It's currently looking like New York for a week, then San Diego for a week, then fly back for Coventry, then fly over for Atlanta if I get a kick it, and then run my own GT the weekend after. Let's go. It's a real busy five back-to-back weekends of 40K. 
Awesome. Meanwhile, I'll be I'll probably play a different list to everyone because I can't help myself as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. With that, I think we should wrap up. Okay. Unless okay. anybody has anything else they want to talk about for us, guys? No, I have no input on team stuff. I got nothing. Oh, yeah. You could also just like go to Adapticon teams with your group or you whatever. Could. Oh, that's true. That's, that's not even really a team. Let's, uh, let's, so Adepticon teams is four people each bringing a thousand point armies and then you play a two thousand point it's game weird doubles i know but anyway it will be a lot of fun i'll do the wrap up now thank you again everybody for watching stat check i'll refer back to all the plugs i did earlier you can check out the patreon at patreon.com stat check you can check out the youtube at youtube.com slash stat check which is where you can get access to all of our new episodes we're live every tuesday at various times across the world mostly for me 11 p.m gmt you can also check out our coaching at stat-check.com slash coaching or else at coaching at statcheck.com where you can drop, get inquire about getting either me or Typhus to give you a hand in leveling up your 40k. You can also check out the other shows on the network, which are X and One and End of the Matrix. X and One will be recording on Thursday with me doing uh, a dive into getting better at 40k, specifically focusing with Cliff as an example of how we can put start making those steps towards becoming a better 40k player. Cliff did passably well at LVO. I think he went three, two, three and two with a drop. Uh, or three, two, and one with a drop, something like that, um, which was completely reasonable. But Cliff is looking at leveling his game up to the next level, and we're going to be getting started on that. Tim's also going to be producing some more art to go with that. End of the Matrix is our Teams Focus series, which is run by Typhus of previously Team Poland and WTC Ref Cap Refing uh, Head Ref, and that is some of the best team content in the world. If you're interested at all in the Teams format, as we've been speaking about it today, you should definitely have a look at that anywhere. And you can find all of those anywhere the podcasts or YouTube videos can be found. So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, as well as all of your co- like collection apps. Otherwise, thank you so much for being with us, everybody. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave a like, comment, subscription, or review on whatever podcast software you use. All of that's really great with helping us out with discoverability, being seen, and getting to continue to bring all of this to you. Otherwise, thank you, everybody, for being with us. We will catch you next week. Have a lovely week. Good luck at any adventure out this weekend. Good luck at all is dust and Adepticon. And for myself and Manchester. Bye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.